Raise your hand and point at Keshav. Okay. Great. 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 <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, imagine with me. You can close your eyes if you want to. Imagine with me. You're walking through Dubai Mall, and you're walking, and you're kind of looking at things to the left and to the right, and then you start to smell something, and the smell gets stronger and stronger, and then inevitably you hear someone say, "Hi, ma'am. Hi, sir. Would you like to try this perfume?" <laughs> Hello. Well. They're inviting you to try something whether you want to try it or not. And in tonight's text, we're going to hear an appeal, but not from a street vendor, not from a mall kiosk. This appeal, this invitation comes from God himself. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah 55. Um, that might help you see it in context. If you don't have your Bible, you have at least the verse right there in your bulletin, so use that. If you're not familiar with the book of Isaiah, let me tell you just a couple things about it. Isaiah was a prophet in the Old Testament, and he prophesied during the rule of kings like Hezekiah. And in this part of, of the book of Isaiah, God is speaking to his people who had been conquered by Babylon. They were exiles in the land of Babylon. And his goal here was to console them while they were in exile. Okay, I think everybody's there. Let's go ahead and read Isaiah 55, verse one. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we're grateful for your word. Lord, thank you for the chance I have uh, to preach it right now. Lord, we pray that you'd help us all to hear your voice tonight. Lord, feed our hearts from your word once again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, as we think about the text for the next few minutes, we're going to see that the main thing God wants us to understand and to do is this, go to Jesus. Nice and simple, only three words, go to Jesus. If you've ever seen an invitation, like for a birthday party or something, there's often Maybe a list of questions on one side and then the response on the other. So it'll say something like, what? A birthday party for Benji or something. And then when? Next Saturday at 4 p.m. Where? McDonald's or something like that. It'll give you details on both sides. We're going to kind of look at the text in a similar way tonight by asking questions uh, because it's an invitation. So if you look at the text, the who, who is invited, who is mentioned there in the first line, it says, Everyone who thirsts. Do you thirst? The words here in Isaiah 55 are an invitation for everyone, every single person, but with that one condition, that you're thirsty. But it's, it's also more than that. The, the third line says, and he who has no money. God is speaking here to the thirsty and to the broke. And I'm not sure what your finances look like right now, but the point here is that if, if you're lacking money, you're the person that God wants to speak to. You're the person that's invited. He's not after your money. He's after your lack of money. Um, specifically, this verse is talking about spiritual need. It's talking about um, how we're all spiritually bankrupt. That if we stand before a holy God, um, we have nothing to show. Um, all our good deeds are like filthy rags before him. Um, in our spiritual bank account, it's like we have zero dollars or zero dirhams, zero fills. And maybe you feel 
tonight, like these words are especially addressed to you. Maybe you've come here with a thirsty heart. Um, you long for something more. You feel unsatisfied about your life or about some part of your life. Um, or maybe you're here tonight and you have a sense of guilt or shame. You feel like, man, if people only knew the truth about me, they wouldn't be my friend. They wouldn't love me. How then could God love me if, if people wouldn't? But look at this verse. God is not saying, come to me after you figure those things out. He's not saying, uh, do a few good things first and then come to me. God's saying, no, you're just the one I'm looking for. Come just as you are. So let that sink in. Think about that. God is inviting you, whoever you are, if you are needy. Well, the next question is what? What are we invited to? Thirsty people are invited to have their thirst quenched, to be satisfied. The thirsty are to come to the waters and to have milk and wine as well. And I wonder if you see God's abundant grace in those things that he's offering. The first thing is water. So imagine walking through a dry desert, your mouth is parched, and you come upon an oasis of pure water, and your thirst is quenched. That's the first thing. But then there's also milk and wine. The milk is um, to build you up, to give you sustenance. Maybe like a, a young baby, they can't grow on water alone, they need milk. And then the wine, the wine is there for your joy. So you could think about, we've been preaching through John, you could think about John 2 at the wedding at Cana, and Jesus turns the water into wine for the celebration that's happening. God doesn't just offer us life, he offers us abundant life, joyful life. That's the what, how. How do we respond? How do we receive this free gift from God? Well, if you look at the text, he says, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money, and without price. So to get this gift, all we need to do is open our hands out and receive it. It's free. Um, I remember at university, I loved free things. I loved going to events just to get the free stuff. Maybe some of you can relate. Um, free pizza, free t-shirts, maybe more free pizza. Um, and I received those things without money and without price. And it, it wasn't until a couple years later when I was the one planning some of those events that I realized, well, there was a price. Someone's paying for it, you know, inevitably, right? Well, the same is true here in this text. Even though we don't pay, there is a purchase and a price. And that price was far higher than a slice of pizza. Uh, it was something that we could never actually pay. It was the debt of our own sin. And someone else paid the price. Jesus... Um, just a couple chapters later, it talks about Jesus. It says, He bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. He died on the cross in our place and rose again to pay for our new life in Him. He was the price, and ours is the freeness. So, how do we respond to that invitation? Go to Jesus. He is the source of living water. And I wonder if. If you've done that before, have you ever gone to Jesus to draw near to him? Um, in our text, come is a corporate invitation. It's talking to everyone. But then it says, everyone who thirsts. And that's more individual. It's singular. An individual response is needed. Um, it's not like an RSVP where you can kind of add your family and friends underneath your name. 
Um, each person must respond on their own. But there is enough for all. And then in this RSVP, not in this verse, but later on we see a when. A when. Uh, in verse 6 and 7, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. So there's a time coming where you won't be able to go to Jesus any longer. Um, the call is generous. This invitation is generous, but it's also urgent. We need to go to God soon, today. So do that. If you've never gone to Jesus before, if you've never turned and trusted in him alone, um, do that today. There's, there's no time to lose. Well, what about us who already know where to find these living waters? What about us Christians? These verses are for you. Um, if you think about who Isaiah is writing to, he's writing to God's people who are exiled in Babylon. And he's telling them to come to the waters. So let me ask you Christians, um, do you thirst for God? Do you thirst for God? In the Psalms, Psalm 63, um, it says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and appear before God? I, wanna, I wonder, is that, is that true for your soul right now? Do you thirst for God? Are you still thirsty? Maybe you used to be thirsty, but today, are you thirsty? And let me ask you also, do you feel your need for Jesus, your dependence on him right now? As Christians, we, we need constant reminders of our dependence on God's mercy. And some of the simplest ways to do that are through simple spiritual disciplines, things like reading the Bible and praying. And maybe you hear me say, read the Bible and pray, and you kind of roll your eyes, you think, you know, I'm a Christian, I do those things, or that's, you know, that's, those are lessons for new believers. Um, well, think right now about just what a gift of grace that is that God's given us his word and he's allowed us to come to him. Uh, that should never lose itself on us. When you read, um, look for connections to the gospel. Here's some specific tips for why you read. Look for connections to the gospel. Look also ways to confess your sin. Um, Shannon gave us an example in service today about what that looks like. We read some scripture, and then we confess to God our own sin from our own lives. Um, you can do that in your own quiet times. You can draw near to him by doing that. So maybe you read about Christ's compassion on the lost. Um, and first, you can praise God for that compassion. You can go to him, um, and then you can go to him also and confess your own lack of compassion um, for your neighbor, for someone else in your church. Maybe you read about somebody's sin, maybe, maybe like David's sin in the Old Testament. Um, you can confess and recognize that you're capable of those very same things you read about. Um, you're capable of the exact same sin. You can confess um, things like that, maybe that you have sinned. Um, and that's a way to draw near to God by acknowledging those things. He doesn't push you away. He's waiting eagerly to draw near to you. Well, maybe, maybe the application you need to make from this text today is about the conditions that you put on yourself before you go to Jesus. You feel you can only pray to God if you haven't sinned recently, or maybe you feel maybe you feel shame because you missed a day reading his word, or a few days, or a week. Um, whatever it is, these, these are not actually conditions you're putting on, um, on yourself, you're putting them on God. You're saying, um, God wouldn't love me if, if he knew this, or if I did this. But God knows everything. He sees everything. He already knows your sins. And do you know what he says about you? 
He says, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Let those words from John 6.37 fuel you as you go to Jesus in his word or in prayer. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. God is not ashamed of you. He's not shaking his finger at you, wishing that you would have done better. He's calling you to draw near without money and without price. And some of you here tonight know that truth, but you need to remember it again. You need to believe it. Um, and if you have trouble believing it, one thing that you could do to tune your heart uh, is, is to memorize God's word. Memorize a verse like that, like John 6, 37, or another one, and meditate on it when you feel unworthy to go to God. Well, as we do these things, remember as well that God's invitation is not a call to minimize our sin, to act like it didn't happen. It's a call to go to the river of grace for strength to repent. Go to him first. And we're all prone to wander, as the song says, and we feel it. We feel prone to leave the God we love. But what should we do? Give him our heart. Go to him. Ask him for help, for forgiveness. We take our sins to the one who is at the right hand of God, who right now is interceding for us because of his own costly wounds. Well, there's so much more that we could say. But let me end with some words from a song, a song that we sang today, um, Come Ye Weary, or Come Ye Sinners. Um, it says, Come ye thirsty, come and welcome, God's free bounty glorify, true belief and true repentance, every grace that brings you nigh. Well, that's the call to go to Jesus. And then how do we respond? What do we say? I will arise and go to Jesus. He will embrace me in his arms. In the arms of my dear Savior, oh, there are 10,000 charms. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for your richness and grace towards us through Jesus. Lord, that we can come to you without money and without price. Lord, help us to respond. I pray for those of us here who need to, to go to Jesus for the first time, that they would do that through repentance and faith. And Lord, we pray for us not to be deceived about who you are and what you're like. Lord, help us not to believe the lies in our mind about you. And help us to rest in your gracious invitation to go to you. Lord, let that be fuel to, 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 let that be fuel to us as we, as we follow Jesus, Lord. We pray that in his name. Amen. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs>